listening to Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Spin. I'm Matt. I'm Jason. And welcome to the show. I guess let's just get right into it today, huh? Right into it. Dive in right in. Yeah, dive in like we own the place. Oh, okay. Whatever the hell that means. Well, you do own the place. Yeah, that's true. I'm just a guest here. So, okay, so uh, the first movie today is Stillwater. Uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. Um, as in Oklahoma, not Texas. When I think of Stillwater, I think of Stillwater, Texas, but this is Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah, not so. not the long lost sequel to Almost Famous that I was hoping for. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> right, not the band from Almost Famous, <laughs> but good old, but boring old uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Why is the movie called Stillwater? Well, you'll find out. Not, <laughs> not tonight, but if you see the movie. And, and if you stick around to the end. Uh, so anyway, uh, what do we got here? Well, Matt Damon plays Bill Baker, a uh, working class good old boy type uh, who spends his days toiling at an Oklahoma oil well and his evening knocking back old ones with the guys. You know, like good old boys. You Bill know. Bill Baker, as named by Stan Lee? Or? Bill Baker, yes. <laughs> right, yes, his secret identity this is, is. based on a rare uh, oil rig Marvel man. comic from the right. late 60s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Will there be a vigilante activity? <laughs> Wink. Uh, so, yeah, you know, red state, red state stuff. Um, so, uh, Baker's daughter, Allison, played by Abigail Breslin, um, she is out on some sort of collegiate tour of Europe uh, when she is arrested for the murder of her girlfriend in circumstances that are basically identical to the real-life Amanda Knox case, right? All of this happens prior to the uh, the movie. The movie sort of starts with her in jail, right? And him kind of saving up money to go to France to uh, to help her as best he can, right? Yeah, I, I knew this premise going in. I did not know that it was going to be kind of underway. I thought we were going to come into it as she was accused or whatever, and there was going to be a story about that. Yeah, but there's no time for that, Matt, <laughs> because this movie has other priorities, right? So yeah. there's no time to see all that backstory stuff that might be interesting if we're being arrested and maybe having to be, you know, scared of the French legal system, damn it, that we've got some place to be, right? And that place is, so Baker, uh, you know, he saves up some money, he goes to, he goes to visit his daughter in France, right? Um, and he's determined to clear her name. Well, sort of determined. Um, while there in France, he, uh, I'm going to say befriends a French woman named Virginia and her eight-year-old daughter, right? Um, so, and, uh, you know, and there's tearful hellos between him and his, and, 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 uh, and, and poor Allison. Uh, meanwhile, his sort of platonic relationship with Virginia ramps up. And then just when we think that he, you know, we're going to get somewhere with him, like, really resolving to solve his daughter's, you know, who the real culprit is in his daughter's crime, uh, a title card reads four months later, <laughs> right? And then um, we realize this is not going to be the fast-paced thriller that they advertise in the trailer. <laughs> this is going to be a movie about him uh, sort of romancing um, this uh, French woman, Virginia, and kind of, kind of coming to be a father figure to her eight-year-old daughter when, um, by the way, his daughter is still in jail, right? Right. Um, and that's what happens for pretty much f the 45 minutes of the second act of this movie is just sort of this domestic drama about him him and, um, and Virginia trying to figure out if they're boyfriend and girlfriend 
Um, and then, um, in the last half hour, it remembers the movie that it advertised in the trailer, right? Where there was a lot of punching and there were a lot of people yelling into phones and there was a lot of, uh, uh, tearful, uh, uh, begging daddy to help. Right. And then in the last half hour, um, all of that is crammed in. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I ever saw the trailer for this. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of that is crammed into the last half hour. Right. Uh, so what did you think of, what did you, what sense of, did you make of this movie, Matt? It's weird. Cause I, ha- I'm very ambivalent about this movie. I, I've, this, this has been one of the harder ones that I've ever, that we've had to review since we've started for me. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, is the general premise of, this film is really just the framing device for what the movie really wants to be apparently. And what's weird is I liked what the movie wanted to be. I I, I don't mind. Yeah. I didn't mind the, but that's, it's like something of the saying it's greater than the sum of its parts. This yeah. movie is lesser than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Right. I um, agree with that. You know, it, it starts out, you know, it's like they need a reason to get this good old boy to Europe and willing to stay there. And they're willing to go with this elaborate plot device to get him to stay there. Yeah. And then the movie becomes about something else. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good redemption story. So, you know, watching his character, Matt Damon's character kind of succeed in his family life where he's been a failure his whole life. I found something appealing in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all very well acted. Right. And um, I, I found it appealing. I was rooting for him to be able to pull it off. But lingering in the back is my my thought of when is this going to become an issue? Because how can you not – somebody who's been a failure as a father as long as he has. Yeah. How can you not be riddled with guilt? It's your inability to not to your inability to help your daughter who's sitting and rotting in prison, right? For a crime you believe she didn't commit, right? And how and and how how exactly is it a redemption arc that he's able to be a father to this new eight year old girl when he can, when he apparently has not been a father his whole life? Well, to, that's the redemption, to, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so I would have bought this movie if. Uh, if it had been a foregone conclusion that Allison is just in jail for life or in jail for, for 10, year, 10 years or 20 years or whatever, and he just moved there to be near her and then happened to fall in love with this woman and then sees an opportunity to be a father that he couldn't have been. But that would have been a different movie. That but would have been a but movie. But if, if this is so much of the story they want to tell, that's what they should have done. Well, no, but but instead what we have to have is we have to have a movie where there's there's punching in the trailer, right? We have to have a movie where it's this uh, <laughs> it's this sort of procedural uh, you know, sort of who done it? Like, oh, are they gonna saw? Are they going to exonerate her? Are they gonna find the guy they're looking for? Right? And it's any of those movies. It's it's like okay, this this could have been a lot of different movies, and it's like any of them might have been fine, or maybe any two of those movies might have been fine, right? But instead, they have to they they try to crowd like all the possible all the possible movies in here, right? I mean the. You know, uh, the the script, which is credited to four screenwriters, including Tom McCarthy, uh, it, it, it's, 
you know, is it a man on a mission movie? Is it a domestic romance? Is it an indictment of trial by media? Is it a twisty revenge thriller? Is it is it something? Is it going to teach me something about the uh, nobody the, the has French any legal idea system? is the answer to your question, yeah, right? And and especially the people who made the movie, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and that's that's the quite that's the part that I just can't quite understand. And I agree with you that the the. The stuff between uh, what between Matt Damon um, as Bill Baker and uh, the woman uh, Virginia uh, is Camille Kata. Am I pronouncing that right? I believe so. Kata. Okay. Um, you know, uh, they're 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 good actors. They're good actors in their roles. Um, I think there's chem there's chemistry between them, and the the romance sort of romance plays out pretty well. And and that could be your movie if you just leave it at that. Instead, again. Not, I mean, not only does do they have to return to the fold and have this very uh, sort of potboiler, uh, uh, let's solve the mystery sort of third act, but also the third act goes in really, really terrible directions. I, I think there's supposed to be a message about how certain people just can never stay out of their own way. Okay, fair enough. But and, do we need what happens on the third act of this movie to... To show us that I, I know where I know yeah. I know the the ultimate point you're getting to. Yeah. I think the point when an opportunity arises, something he runs into yeah, that yeah, brings yeah. up things again. Right, right, right. I do, I do believe that that character probably couldn't help himself but pr- pursue it. Yeah, and the reason that I believe that is because I think that he would feel tons of guilt from his failure to be a good father to. Well, fair enough, and, and I think I don't think we're spoiling anything by, by saying this. I mean, I think this is even spoiled, and, and this has been spoiled in a lot of uh, the reviews. But like, okay, so the uh, the second act of this movie, the the, the sort of you know the semi idyllic life that he sort of forms with Virginia and her daughter um, is kind of interrupted when he unexpectedly finds an opportunity to you know uh, find who his daughter says is the real killer. Right. Yeah, there's there's a, a sequence early where right. that person is identified, but it kind of just doesn't right, go right. They, they sort of know they they sort of able know, to go to ground. They because... know, yeah, they know a person of interest, but they can't he can't they can't quite get their hands on him, right? And he disappears. But then, of course, later on in the movie, there's an opportunity to sort of get your hands on him again, right? And I just think that like it's one thing to get your hands on him again; it's another thing to get your hands on him in the way that. <laughs> Um, it, 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 in, in the, the very, uh, uh, you know, prime time, uh, you know, uh, special victims. I get that, but there aren't, there aren't a lot of realistic options either though, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, one, Hey you, and that's that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always calling the police, but you know, you know, the French police. Well, they seem to be useless. (laughs) Right. Um, at any rate, yes. Um, so uh, I'm left with this situation where, uh, you know, I feel like I've been in a way fraudulently brought into this movie by uh, by this story that's that this, it does. This movie doesn't want to tell. But then I find myself enjoying the thing that it, that it seems right. to have brought me here for. <laughs> but then especially the way the end plays out, I found uh-huh. that super unsatisfying. Right. Yes. And, and then just as it hooks you in. It yeah. switches back to story A, right? And it that ends in a very uns, unsatisfying way. 
you know, uh, a really, really gratuitous and cynical way, I'd say. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, a, a way where <laughs> I can't imagine most audiences will tolerate. Yes. Well, um, you know, not that I put a whole lot of stock in this, but this movie got a B minus on Cinema Score, which is that's ter- pretty which low is, for which Cinema is terrible. Score, yeah. Cinema Score notoriously, if anything below an A, is yeah. uh, is um, that that does not shock it, me one. Yeah, day. they will send back for re-edits. And this movie seems like it was probably re-edited. And I re-edited think I think I read something about yeah. that. The um. Because you know the critical scores are you know yeah very mixed critical scores a lot yeah. of people liked it a lot of people didn't but I bet you the audience score you know especially on the back of what you said with cinema score this is going to be really like, low it, yeah I can't imagine the average movie you're uh, t- uh, thinking rec- recommending this movie yeah right? if I can't deal with it that that tells you something because um, I mean it's it's um. You know, I've read uh, some of the reviews I read talked about it. It has sort of a you know a European kind of structure, meaning that you know the plot kind of wanders off. You know, um, but it wanders off in a way that like is not terribly edifying. It's not very interesting. I mean, it it wanders off. It, it's you know the the romance is okay, but it's um, uh, it it feels the need, as we've said, to sort of uh, to resolve the uh, to, to return to the original uh, plot and resolve that in a way that uh, yeah, I think is, that, is really ugly. I think this film would be better served by a probably very contrived ending where it's all just wine and champagne and roses, happy ending at the end. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if if any, yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think that if if anything, this movie should have just taken more more advice from the uh, <laughs> from the, the audience suggestion cards at the at the previews, right? Um, because I mean, where it goes instead is uh, uh, ugly in a way that doesn't really teach us anything about any anything except. Except that life is ugly, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And if you want to do talk spoilers for a couple minutes here at the end, yeah, everybody can just feel free and skip to the skip to the end. Of, you know, the other half of the commercial break. We'll which, talk spoilers for just a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll go right into yeah. we'll go right into the next the, the random movie right after yeah. that. But we're gonna do that right now. So before now, one. okay, and now. So spoiler talk. Oh, <sighs> so let's start with tied to a chair. Okay. When 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 he gets a hold of the guy who he thinks he's uh yeah who who he, th- he, he captures him he captures him and, and holds him and and uh, and takes him to a basement and ties him to a chair in the way that we all do and then wants to torture the truth out of him you know um, well, I, I don't know if he's really Batman's one to style. torturing him mean, he's just he's holding him until the DNA yeah. test can be done oh that's right yeah yeah that's right that's right um right, right. um <laughs> no. <laughs> the movie kind of paints itself into a corner by this point though yeah. right because because if he finds the guy this late in the picture mm-hmm. what are his options mm-hmm. he loses track of the guy and takes the little girl home yeah it's over yeah yeah he yeah I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, Could he have tried to ascertain where the guy lives? The so the movie seemed to be at that point sort of building up to this point where he was going to have to choose. It was clear clear that he eventually he was going to be posed with the dilemma of, okay, I've got this good life going now. Do I choose this stable, happy life that I have, or 
you know, do I go after vigilante style? Do I go after the uh, the the killer? You know, out of maybe loyalty to my you know misguided loyalty to my daughter, right? Well, um, is it misguided though? I mean, he he thinks. Well, that... as it turns out, yes. <laughs> Which will bring us to spoiler number two. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And, and so that's, I think that's an interesting moral dilemma. But well, I, I don't although, although well. to counterpoint what you're about to yeah. bring up, he does say earlier on in the picture that he really doesn't care if it gets blamed on somebody else that didn't do it. It's his daughter, you know. He makes makes that point pretty clear in an earlier scene, which I sort of found, yeah, I, I, I a little bit detestable because, yeah, right, 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 um, yeah, right. You know, I wouldn't want to live with that, right. As the, much as much as you don't your own daughter out of that situation, having somebody else who didn't do it be take her place um, wouldn't wouldn't feel very good long term. I don't believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um. So in the end, it's it's revealed that. She's guilty that she hired the guy to kill her. She's guilty of her girlfriend. Something less than first degree murder, I guess. If you well, blo- she, she hired him, right? Is, isn't that well? But she, she claims that she didn't want him to kill her, though. Oh, right, right. She, she wanted, wanted to get her out of the get him out of the house, get her out of the house because she okay. was starting to sleep with other people, and and it, apparently something went wrong there. Oh, okay. Of course, you know, unreliable narrator narrator at that right, point. You never can, know. Can you right? believe what yeah. she says? Right. So um, then the movie turns to these two basically <laughs> miserable back in, you know, Stillwater. <laughs> back in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> and I guess the only... Which is a great place to be s- miserable, I the guess. The only moral of this can be that some things can be great even if they're only temporary. Yeah. Uh, did you... There's a movie that came out a few years ago called... Uh, maybe about, about 10 years ago called Prisoners. Um uh, which, uh, God, who is in that? Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but, it, uh, it was a, a scene, but, but there was a, a person tied up and helpless. Um, it was Paul Dano, right? Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and I think, uh, um, Anyway, uh, he was uh, maybe Colin Farrell was in that. Anyway, he was uh, he was tortured throughout the movie, you know, because uh, there's a kid missing and he's a pedophile and they think he knows who did it and everything. I'm about to spoil this movie for you, too. So a double spoiler. Right. <laughs> but um, he's tortured the whole movie. And then people are questioning whether or not he's, uh, you know, he's doing the right thing by torturing this guy. And as it turns out, um, the guy does know where the kid is. You're right. And and that movie just really ugly, uh, really really cynical. Um, well, torture movies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, right. And I and I feel like this this movie has a toe and more more than a whole foot in that water, right? Yeah, I can um, see what you what you're of on the one hand uh, presenting torture as as uh, a le- a legitimate uh, reaction to this uh, to this situation, and also in the end, oh yeah, the torture was sort of justified, you know. Um, so, um, or, or maybe not the torture was justified, but like the world is even uglier than, than yeah. you, you know, than, than you think. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, so I, I've got this movie where should, I, I don't like as a general rule, I guess, but I did like a lot the middle part of it quite a bit, which is weird. Yeah. And, um, it definitely didn't stick the landing in my book. Yeah. And um, 
I can see, you know, it, this garnered a lot of buzz back at uh, Cannes, mm-hmm. and probably because it's almost it's pretty close to being a foreign language film in a lot of ways. It's it's got yeah, a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot um, of a lot of France in it. Yeah, I I mean I I I just feel like there's a there's just a, there's a good movie here somewhere, right? Although that movie has obviously a totally different ending, and that movie instead is just free to concentrate on what this movie really wants to be about. And that's the sort of the budding romance between. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's, there's gotta be a simpler dynamic to get him into that situation. Why not just have him move to France to be close to his daughter and, and her, 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 her guilt is not in question. There's no, there's no subplot about trying to exonerate her. Or he maybe just he can start to, he just out just be... visiting and it turns into a longer right. visit. He, or, yeah. Or he just wants to be close to her. Contrive right? some reason why he's got to stay longer than he originally thought. Yeah. And, one thing um, leads to another. So, um, yeah, but I, I think this movie wants to deal with, you know, his post rehab relationship with with a daughter versus his original relationship, but it never fully does that either. Yeah, yeah. Except for he's loyal in his relentlessness to to see it through. Yeah, I I mean it, it's it it could be interesting to see a movie about um about a man who you know has been a shitty father his whole life and then in this circumstance wants to redeem himself as a father. It's just this is just the tackiest, silliest, most brain dead way to to write that script. to do that. Yeah, right. Is to just short, sort of shoehorn it into this dumb man on a mission. I'm going to tie you to a chair and beat the truth out of you. Uh, plot. You I don't. Know? I don't know if it's tied into somehow um, McCarthy's. You know, wanting to do that one man digging for the truth kind of thing that was that served so well in Spotlight or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, but but I mean, he doesn't even uh, he doesn't even dig for the truth here, right? The truth falls on his face well, in the yeah, end, right, sure. Yeah, but right. there is a sequence. There is a, yeah. a part of the movie when he's like sleuthing around. Yeah, or yeah, he's sleuthing around in a yeah, and um, to varying degrees of yeah. success because he does, you know, he does find the guy the first time too. Well, right, just, right. Just I turns mean, out to not it, bear any yeah. Fruit. I mean, it also would have been interesting maybe to see him kind of. Uh, having to navigate his way through the French justice system and sort of like... I'm not sure that's a real thing, though. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the French have no justice. It's, no. Some, it's weird. Whatever. No, it's yeah, weird. but but um, there are just a, a million... Uh, I, I think there are a million interesting ways to go with a script, and this chooses the least interesting way to do it. Yeah, why they out. would choose this exact path it just, yeah, just right. boggles the mind. Um, and it, you know... Uh, there's four screenwriters credited. Um, as you said, you heard tales of uh, that, that maybe this was uh, 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 this was screened a lot and sort of reshot. It feels like a movie that was. Um, <laughs> it feels like a movie that was just shot and shot and shot, and they thought would sort of come together in post. Yeah. How it right? could have been you know? screened and they still stuck with this ending? Yeah, right. Exactly. Movie. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I I I I don't get this movie. I don't get sort of uh, of uh, like. I, I don't get why you make these choices. And I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't, either, get right? what, I don't get what movie they thought they were making. At some point, we're kind of just saying the same thing over again. I think we. Right. I think in general yeah. we agree. Yeah. Maybe right. Maybe varying degrees of how much we enjoyed the the, the middle part, but yeah. uh, I do think there were some sweet performances in there that. Uh, yeah. 
um, from actors, but I haven't seen a lot. So, yeah. okay. But yeah, it's um, s- sort of a disappointment. Well, a disappointment for me, definitely. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but I, um, I still was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen a trailer. I just heard word of mouth type stuff. Um, yeah. So I guess I had that benefit. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you know certain physical things I saw in the yeah, trailer. Yeah. So that I probably benefited from that. But all in all, yeah, not not uh, not what I was expecting, and uh, a disappointment. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the random movie after this message. Hey guys, did you know that Cinema Spin has a sister podcast called Pop Culture Nation? It's returning after a long hiatus due to COVID, with new weekly episodes. On Pop Culture Nation, we discuss not only movies, but television, music, and anything else in the pop culture realm we feel like tackling. Pop Culture Nation, returning June 12th, 2021, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are back on Cinema Spin. Our second film this week, chosen at random, of course, is Empire of the Sun from 1987. This was Steven Spielberg's direct- directorial follow-up to The Color Purple, and it continues the director's exploration of more serious-minded material. It's 1942, World War II rages, and draws ever closer to the idyllic bubble that protects a group of British nationals living the high life in Singapore. We meet a young, wealthy family and focus on their son, Jamie Graham, who seems to be fascinated by all things military aviation. As the Japanese invasion of Singapore looms and the wealthy British population tries to flee the country, Jim is separated from his family while moving in a large and fast-moving crowd. Empire of the Sun is the story of how this young boy must fend for himself at times, find any help he can, and try to navigate this period of Japanese occupation during the remainder of World War II. What did you think of Empire of the Sun? Uh, this movie had an uphill battle for me. Um, I uh, Any movie that is going to tell the story of uh, the Japanese invasion of China um, and put white people <laughs> at its center, right? Um, and uh, Ch- I mean, is there, we barely see Chinese people in the background, of the, except as servants, right? That's at the beginning, true. right? Uh, we bear, I mean, the, um, I'll go out on a limb and say, uh, you know, there maybe was no people who suffered more during World War II, Jews included, than the, than the Chinese people under, uh, under the invasion of, uh, of the Japanese, right? And, um, to tell the story this way, <laughs> to tell the story about a, a plucky, uh, uh, young, uh, white British kid, um, whose, uh, biggest problem is that, oh, a while ago, I lived in a mansion surrounded by Chinese servants, and now I have to. Now I'm on the run. Um, is uh, a movie that is rubbing me the wrong way from the I, word I go. Think that, I think if you take that point of view, you're really painting yourself in a box. As well, as I'm in that box. Then. <laughs> I mean, because I just could not. I could not get over. Um, I could not get over how few Chinese people there were in this movie. Well, it's not about it. It's not about uh, that. Yeah, but with the, okay. Well, then what? What is it about? It's about this kid wow. who who uh, who used to be rich, right? Um. You're, you're you're not gonna. I mean, I think that there's there's people there's British there's the British nationals that were living there were taking yeah. full advantage of a situation and living the fucking high life. Yeah, right there. Uh huh. With all these servants and all this stuff, they were living. Yeah. And apparently they they were not rich. They were upper middle class. Yeah. They were living a life they would not be able to live back in Britain. Okay. 
Right. Fair Say enough. Say what you will about that. That, that, that. that you can make your own judgment. Okay. On. But my point, my point is, if you start looking at things like you're looking at them here, I feel like... Let's just yeah. say, for instance, you know, I know this is based on a book. Yeah, I don't know the origin of the book. J.G. Ballard. Uh, it's based semi-autobiot, his semi-autobiotic okay. so biographical novel. So this guy can't tell the story of his. You know what I mean? That's like I, I know, I know, I know. I, un- um, I, t- I thoroughly understand yes. your point. Can he tell his story? He can, but also I can complain that um, he was not the real victim of the Japanese invasion of China. <laughs> Um, in his world, you yeah, I guess, I guess so. But, but also, uh, but let's tra- let's trace. Let's okay. So let's as best we can get past that and try to take this movie on its own <laughs> terms, right? So then what? Well, uh, he eventually is rounded up and put into a an internment camp, which uh, with a bunch of other uh, uh, British colonialists, right? And in this internment, and Americans, ca- and Americans, right? And in this colonial uh, or in this uh, internment camp. Um, you know, we're except for a few sort of food rushes where everybody's hungry, right? Um, people get along real well. There's not a lot of um, racism or man in man's inhumanity to man, or de- or uh, you know the horrors of the mecha- of mechanized war. Um, once you have uh, a, a, a prisoner of war camp stripped of all those things, what do you have exactly? You have Hogan's heroes. <laughs> And that's what the middle part. What, that's what most of this movie was: is um, j- him hanging out with uh, uh, w- w- with uh, John, the John Malkovich character, who's a getter who can who can get get basically what you want. And again, except for a few food food rushes, what what is there to this? Except kind of you know a kid running around uh, uh, doing what he wants, you know, turning uh, World War II into a, a pretty cool adventure for a kid. <laughs> Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't find this movie very interesting, but uh-huh. kind of for different reasons than you did. I think, I the kid just never. I just everybody in this movie is at some degree of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't run into good people. He runs into people who are looking out for themselves, basically. Yeah, and he can do things for them. So well, he carries favor with some of them. On the other hand, he doesn't re- exactly run into the sort of you know cannibalistic gangs that you get in Andersonville or something. I, I mean, I well, mean, like you know, you round people up and you put them. This is the kind of prison where it's basically just a big pen, right? There's no rules. They just sort of put people in there, right? And yeah, and we I have mean, a long tradition in literature and movies, you know, from Andersonville to Midnight Express, of like what you know the sort of state of nature that emerges out of just kind of cramming people together and kind of letting them fight it out for themselves. Well, and as that goes, it turns out these guys are you know this is all pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> they get along really well. Yeah, they're just kind of chilling out, right? Every once in a while, they might have to take a beating or whatever. Right, yeah, about. right. You know, uh, somebody gets robbed or something. You know, but it's not like, yeah. It's, it, I mean, there's no roving. There are not roving bands of cannibals, right? Um, and so, um, and I, I don't know. I can't help but um, wonder if uh, there is a sense in which uh, this is told from a perspective of uh, you know an English person who thinks that the English, um, if you just, if you put even if you put them in a desperate situation, would be pretty well behaved, right? Um, I think this is a camp for the wealthy, and in the right situation, it's, you know, it, yeah, it it doesn't always turn like that, you know. It would be more interesting if it did, though, right? I mean, wouldn't it be more interesting if you if you reduced, uh, you know, if if you if you showed uh, 
well-heeled people reduced to uh, t- to absolute desperation, and they get it. That I sometimes. don't know. Told this way, it's not that you know. Told this way, no, because this this movie is really long. <laughs> it needs about twenty five minutes cut out of it. Yeah, it's really boring. There aren't very many <laughs> climactic moments. Probably brought on by some of the things you're talking about. Yeah. The, this, I mean, on some level, the stakes never seemed that high. Like his his, his life is very rarely in jeopardy. Yeah, it, and um, and the thing I thought is he kind of gave up on his parents awful early, awful quick in the in the in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he sure did. He um, yeah. you know, she dropped his thing. He went back to get it. He got it. They were, you know, being pushed down the street. But you think that if you got pushed down the street, fifty feet away from your mother, at you some might, point down at the end of the street, you might uh, try to push your way back <laughs> or group up again. You yeah. Know? At some point, the pushing and shoving is going to end, and uh, you say, "Hey, mom, there you are. Let's yeah. go to wherever we're going to go and, and and live the war out." Yeah. So yeah, I didn't find um, the performance all that compelling either. Yeah. Well, I, I like little little uh, cr- uh, Christian Bale. I found oh. the fa- I found the fact that it is little Christian Bale a little distracting. It's okay. kind of weird because you know him so well, right? I mean, and, and that's not fair, to right? Judge and him you can just or, right. You you can just see the 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 roots of the guy who's screaming at somebody, <laughs> at, uh, screaming at the <laughs> right. gaffer for being in his eye line, right? Right. You know? Being in in, in the uh, being an actor for that long, he right. felt he had that kind of yeah. You're right. Um, and you know, I, I also felt like. Um, the Ben Stiller casting way before Ben Stiller's Ben Stiller, yeah, but how distracting, right? right now, yeah, you know, right. How it's to, like how casting, it's unfor- yeah, it's sort of unfortunate, yeah, right, that it's like, hey, look, everybody is Ben Stiller. There's yeah. also with with that little group of uh, so, so uh, uh, John Malkovich's character is sort of an artful dodger kind of character, he kind of uh, he, he's sort of the the thief and the getter for uh, of of I uh, procurer of items uh in this uh prison camp right and he has this little gang of people right and there's some really spielberg contrived spielbergian moments you know where like a plane will fly by really low and like they'll all stand up sort of you know shoulder to shoulder very carefully all very carefully hitting their marks and will all deliver one perfect line right (laughs) right and it's just like it's Spielberg. It's like the moment when Spielberg's, you know, thinks to himself, "That's too much. I'll I'll leave that kind of stuff to Zemeckis from now on, because because <laughs> that's a little too much." But, and then the part that really got me <laughs> is the callback to the singing later, as the yeah, you know, let's let's not forget that you know this is a, a kamikaze celebration we're celebrating here. They're going to go off and fly yeah. a plane into live people and try to right. try to murder them. Yeah. Um, but we're here. We are. Let's bring back the choir boy voice and sing, and everybody will be touched by the the uh, the obviously not him singing like it was in the church scene at the beginning of the movie. Obviously not him singing. Yeah, I I, I thought this was a slog. I I just did. Yeah. Um. There there is a uh, in the uh, the Williams score, the John Williams score in this was is weird really aggressive it is. and and poorly used uh, spielberg obviously is really first of all john williams is good at writing music and and spielberg is usually really good at, at deploying uh uh williams music and allowing 
even though that music can be really overbearing, he's good at deploying it in a way that that uh, that there really was a couple it. pieces in here I thought were good. It's the a scene with the, the scene with the spam though. <laughs> There's a scene where he finds a, you know, granted he's hungry and he's been starving for days or whatever, but there's <laughs> he finds a can of spam, right, and like and like the William score score just goes bananas, right? It's just like you know, full on him, <laughs> him to Jesus. I don't right? remember that, but right, I, I, I'll have to pay like, attention to that. Never has a a can of spam um, inspired such a cinematic reaction. So, um, yeah, um, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, being too woke and grinding my axe too much about, uh, about there not being enough sort of suffering Chinese people in this movie, but at the same time, this movie has not a word to say about colonialism. It has not a word at the end for all we know, they go right back into their, uh, uh into their mansions with their, uh, uh, with, with their, their Chinese, uh, 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 uh servants I right can, i can um, i'll be honest in saying i don't know yeah, if they do or right. not um and as such um uh, what possible sort of lesson or arc of character uh do we trace to this movie it, you know over over two hours long you would expect this you know this at, at times sort of david lean style epic you would expect a, 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 some some dynamic aspect to the character and the kid is it's supposed to be a coming of age story i mean he's supposed to learn something but it um i i i'm at a loss to sort of decide what it is he's he's sort of learned except for an appreciation of, of you know spiced canned ham right um, yeah I just, I just i just think that if if that's the if that's how you decide what stories are worthy to be told or not i think i think you really paint yourself into a corner well, some people live in the middle of adversity and it never occurs to them. And I guess a good story could happen in that space. Yeah. I mean, these are just not, this is just not a, uh, not a kind of character that I have a lot of sympathy for. Well, and I mean, if you're going to, and if you're going to get me to be sympathetic to that character, then that character needs a certain amount of, of self-awareness. Right. And, and I, I don't, um, this movie it, it has just zero political self-awareness. Right, but I mean, you know, it'd be like, you know, any story you tell, you could point to some sort of, ne- you know, some kind of cataclysmic negativity going on, you know. You know, any movie, you know, we, when we watched the, the way we were, we weren't talking about how there was all that poverty in New York City while these people are just arguing about trying to get along. I mean... There's always injustice. That's, New, in the that's world. New York City. That's not the what? Japanese invasion of China. <laughs> I don't think there's any real difference. Your your story. <laughs> what? Well, your story's focused on what it's focused on. But and... but why does it have to be focused just on the suffering of the white people? Right? Why is this only a tragedy and only a uh, only drama whenever it gets to the uh, whenever it gets to the plantation of the uh, uh, of the English? Right. Um, that's a that's. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, but the just story isn't about that. Yeah. Well, this the the more interesting story is about that. <laughs> well, and what story do we have instead of that? Well, we have a story well, is about, about that's a, kid a totally different of, argument. Yeah. Though. Well, the quality right. of the story being told is is well. What... My my point is, if you if you're going to tell me a better story, then you know, if you're going to tell me a story so good where I learn so much. That I'm going to forget the fact that oh well yeah the, this is 
the suffering of the Chi uh, of the Chinese people is just sort of a backdrop to the story that's so brilliant, right? And that story is so brilliant, fine, right? But this is this is not a story that ever beguiled me from the fact that you know pick pick a random Chinese person in the background if you can find one and and tell me that person's uh, story of suffering through the the uh, the, the Japanese uh, uh, invasion. I bet you it's better. It's more interesting than this this uh, this uh, white kid who wants to fly. Right. I, I think, I mean, I understand, I totally understand what you're saying, yeah. but if you're that kid who grew up in that situation and you want to tell your story, write your memoir or whatever. Yeah. It just isn't going to include that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but I don't have to be interested in it. <laughs> That's your prerogative. Okay. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> um, so there we are. <laughs> I, I mean, don't, I, mean, I don't really I, see I, what one has to do with the other, though. I don't. I really don't. It. it I mean, I, I just I think find the, it the points you make about the injustice. I think is super valid. I just. I just. Well, let's put it this way. I, I mean, say that you had. Uh, say that you were telling a story about a German kid um, living near Dachau, or you know, living near a, a, a concentration camp, and the whole story was about um, uh, was about him getting along during World War II. And, uh, you know, once in a while we see some Jewish people being, uh, you know, having their homes burned down and being carted off in the background. But he was presented as the real victim of Nazism, right? Because his parents, uh, you know, uh, got on the wrong side of the Nazis or something, right? Um, you'd think there was maybe, maybe the focus of that was a little off, right? At the very least, it would be distracting. It's a right. fairly cartoonish example, but okay. Well, I, I think it's. I, I don't. It, I think it depends on how. It depends on how much I, I you mean, know about the suffering of the Chinese people during the Japanese invasion. I mean, if you want to tell the story of somebody who grew up in the shadow of Dachau, yeah, what's far enough away from Dachau to make it okay all the time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If 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 we're if we're if we're fifty feet, okay, now yeah. you got to mention did Dachau, but for a hundred miles, is that too close? Yeah, I mean it's I, well, I, I mean I still think regardless, I think however far you are, I, I I think that telling telling a story about World War II um, that only concentrates on the suffering of the German people, I, I guess you could do that. You could do. I, that. I feel like and and that might be that that might be that I. I I'm I'm retreating a little bit. That I mean, might be an interesting your, movie done the right I way. I understand your example, right. but let's say, you know, let's just take a movie set in L.A. All right? Uh -huh. it, can you name one just as an example? L.A. Story. Okay, L.A. Story. <laughs> they didn't mention Skid Row at all. You know what I mean? There's all this plight going on on Skid Row, yeah. and they didn't even talk about it. But, Isn't that really the same thing? But it's not really the same thing because, like, look, because why? Why are the why are the English in Shanghai? The English are in Shanghai because of the history of colonialism, right? The, you know, yeah, the, the, uh, oh, it's too bad they got caught by the Japanese there. But why are they in the, there in the first place, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, um, and that's a fair point. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying, if you're going to tell the story this way, that's, a, that's the kind of question you at least might act, it might occur to you at some point but that's the this is the kind of movie that question never occurs it's just the 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 english just live there right they they just grew there in in shanghai right um so uh and, and i mean you can make the yeah you can make the case uh uh i mean apocalypse now comes for, to, comes to mind you know i mean like uh uh 
you know, uh, well, you know, why isn't that a movie about, you know, the French colonialism? Right. And and the truth is, it was right. There's a whole section of that movie that was chopped out about the about colonialism in in in, uh, in Vietnam. I just I just think that especially if you're making these movies in the 1980s, it's far enough along. This movie wasn't made, you know, in 1955. It was made in 1987. It's far enough along that, that you can be at least begin to acknowledge the ugly history of, of, of colonialism. If you're going to make a movie about colonialists, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know if by the ni- late 1980s, early nineties, we were there yet. It probably never occurred to the people who were making this movie. Well, <laughs> and what do we make of that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, make about, make a, make of that what you will. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That, I mean, I think of, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, because there's, there's, I mean, even even today, you know, even with more contemporary movies, there, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Never mind. I think of, I think of the movie The Impossible that came out about ten years ago, right? Um, with uh, Naomi Watts, where they, uh, you know, a, a vacationing British family in Thailand are hit with the tsunami, right? And it's just this sort of harrowing uh, man versus nature story of them trying to find each other hit with a tsunami. And there's this very touching final scene where they're flying away over the wreckage and the devastation of the entire uh, country. And it's like, oh, well, that's too bad, but it's a good thing we're going back to London, right? And it, it, it sort of never occurs to the filmmakers how tacky this moment is because like, I mean, look at all the suffering and you just get to, you get to come here, have a, have a fun little adventure and then just fly back to, uh, uh, to, to, to England. Right. And, and I, I get that. And I, I get think the, that's how we want the movies to work though. I think that's how white people, <laughs> white Americans want the movies. To Couldn't, work. I mean, wouldn't that be the <laughs> same way? Like making the case, like, like the origin story for the modern Godzilla movies has to do with the tsunami destroying the nuclear base and yeah. killing so many Japanese people and irradiating a whole area gives birth to, to yeah. Godzilla. But when it's in the movie's not about that. It's about giant monsters fighting each other. Yeah, I mean we're not, ta- but we're not talking about giant monsters here. We're talking. I mean, and here, I mean, just to make the the comparison clear to the impossible. I mean, here once again, I think at the end of Empire of the Sun, you basically have the same sort of structure. You have a white a white kid going off on this this harrowing adventure for a couple of hours, and then returning to the. I mean, are you caught up in quo? the fact? I mean, why in the world is this movie called Empire of the Sun? It's just got so very little to do with that's World War Two at all. Uh, yeah, right. That's a that's a fairly interesting. That's an interesting question. Right. I mean, you, you would think it would have a little more to do with the the actual Japanese, um, but yeah, it doesn't. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Right, and it doesn't. E- and and or, it doesn't even have anything really to do with the Japanese invasion of China. It has to do just with the four. Cor- basically, what it's, happens with sort the four, of like the four the, corners of. It's sort of, of like the device of uh, Abigail Breslin being in jail in uh, Stillwater. It's just the framing for the story they want to tell. That's uh, that's a good point. Um, and I think there's uh you know not to not, not i think there's interesting parallels to actually to be drawn just randomly between these two movies i think in both cases it's not clear what story it's trying to tell um and and, and maybe telling, i totally maybe, know what you're ma- saying maybe telling the wrong story but it's like every time i watch an episode of combat i don't want to have to think to myself <laughs> why doesn't this deal with the bigger themes of world war ii <laughs> right <laughs> you know <laughs> But I, I, I mean, Spielberg is just an interesting enough character. He's an interesting enough director at this point um, to to be able to tell a more 
a more sophisticated, a more politically sophisticated story than this. Um, uh, was there a way to wave it to weave it in this movie? Probably. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, I mean, at the very least, you could have a moment where the the child of privilege is confronted with the fact that hey, uh, you know these these people that I take for granted, you know, the Chinese, um, they're people too with their own lives. And even, you know, if I were to leave, maybe, maybe even their own country. I, I don't, right? I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the, the evils of British imperialism mm-hmm. are some common knowledge. Uh, to most Amer- American anybody, moviegoers, a lot of people or Chinese people, and so, and, and, unless you've actually done any kind of people who were obviously directly affected by yeah, it, they, right. they obviously, right? You know, but I mean, people sitting in America, yeah, don't realize that just because this yeah. doesn't never occurs to most people. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, nonetheless, I, I. I uh, I mean, it didn't true, occur to me. I know enough, the history. I know I the history. That, I, I, just, I just know that I, I, you know, I mean, that's just a sort of uh, very parochial attitude, and I, 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 it's the kind of thing that a, 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 you know, a good movie would challenge. Um, and uh, this isn't that movie. Well, it's not a good movie. Period. Yeah, right. I mean, not I, I don't. Movie. I don't think so. Yeah. And uh, not a, n- not a movie to challenge, challenge our ideas. Um, uh, just, I mean, ba- as far as I can tell, just basically a misguided hook story, minus any of the uh, any of the sort of uh, moral uh, moral underpinnings of of, of Huck Finn. Well, right. I mean, if if this kid, if the story is going to be simply about this kid's survival journey through yeah. World War Two, it's got to be more interesting than this. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, right, right. Must qu- or quicker paced. Qu- yeah, qu- yeah. It's it's just got to be more interesting in this i mean i this i didn't particularly like any of the characters in this Mm -hmm. um you know nobody really he doesn't have a relationship with any of them that's real yeah in the end everybody's looking out for themselves yeah the only time that um miranda richardson who's kind of his motherly figure in this Mm -hmm. the only time she really acknowledges wanting him around is when she's about to die right and it causes him to be left behind to, to stay with her to watch her die right so um i mean i, I mean i don't I, I yeah guess that's I, fine. I mean i mean there 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 are just uh, a lot of again a lot of opportunities to tell different stories here i mean this could have been a story about the sort of family uh you know a kind of family that the, the there's nothing particularly and, um, heartwarming in this no 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 but it could have been yeah. Uh, you know, it could have been that story. It could have been a story about a brutal struggle for survival. Um, it's just it's just not harsh enough to be, um, you know, it's not harsh enough to be Andersonville. It's 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 not s- sort of cuddly enough to be a movie about community. Right. And it just sort of falls in this middle middle ground of this. Uh, the story about this coming of, a, you know, the coming of age story of this kid with the, who doesn't really learn anything. Yeah. I mean. You know, we know the history of like the prison camp that was in this county where we live uh, in, during World War Two. Uh-huh. You know, that wasn't a terrible place for anybody to be. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that, I mean. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. But then, I mean, I don't know. But what then, the, where's your where's your story? Then, what's the historical right. context for what they're going through? Is yeah. is there any? Yeah. Or is this a totally? I mean, I guess the book is the source material. Yeah. Maybe because you know, they don't portray the guy who the the 
I, I don't even think he's that high ranked. I think he's like some kind of sergeant who runs the camp, mm-hmm. the yeah. Japanese yeah. Uh, sort of officer. Yeah. Um, I thought they called him a master sergeant or something. I don't think they even call him like something high up. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But he's not portrayed as a horrendous person. He does some no, no, some yeah, bad yeah. things yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know denies people food and beats the crap out of a guy. Yeah. But he's not like. Uh, yeah, he's not. There's even this moment where he tells the boy he's a difficult boy at the end, and then, uh-huh. you know, it's supposed to be. So I mean, it's not. I, I mean, I guess you'd have to read the book to, to determine what. Uh, I guess. Um, it, yeah, it just doesn't seem. Uh, I don't know. If you're talking about a complete work of fiction, yeah, you would think that by making this a horrible, more horrible place with more challenges, it makes for a more interesting narrative. Right. Yeah. I don't. Well, do, I don't. Well, and the, I, don't I mean, disagree. the book is based on it as a novel, so he could have, you know, he 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 might have embellished, um, but maybe not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, I I didn't uh, didn't care for it. Uh, didn't care for it. Yeah, as you say, it's not. Uh, uh, it doesn't move along well enough to sort of work as an adventure. Um, the kid le- the kid doesn't learn anything. Um, it's apolitical to a fault. Um. Just, uh, uh, just a real mess. A movie that's going to be two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, better dazzle me with its length because I, I have. Yeah, I, I could. I, you know, I always want to cut twenty out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good attitude. Uh, but, but here in particular, I, I just don't see. Uh, uh, you know, just simply there's, there's any twenty minutes in this that's indispensable. Um, it seems like it. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, you could cut out. 20 minutes of this easy um i think instead you know spielberg's flexing his muscles and is going for an epic length you know david lean originally was supposed to direct this um and so i think spielberg maybe felt a an obligation to uh you know puff puff this up to epic length the problem is it's a very it's it doesn't have an epic scope it's just basically you're just trapped in this camp yeah there's a lot of walking at the end yeah okay here's a good question for you Mm -hmm. When they decide they've got to leave the camp at the end, because I guess they don't want to starve. Yeah. Well, that doesn't... Leaving the camp doesn't do any good for anybody. In the end, he goes back to the camp and gets airdrop crap. Right, yeah. If they just stayed put, they'd have been a lot better off. Right. Instead, they have this forced death march that they apparently force on themselves, because nobody's making a march, and they lose, you know, half the crowd. Yeah. which felt just kind of like a plot device. Right. Well, I guess the you know the the moral of the story is you know go go back to camp and just wait for <laughs> the Americans to drop food on your head because they're pr- apparently going to just drop it everywhere. <laughs> right. Everywhere. Yeah. Right. Cigarettes so. everywhere. Right. Yes. Right. All right. Let's just wrap it up because I don't think we can. Yeah. I think we both agree. Bad um, week. You, you Another can, bad week. You can skip uh, Empire of the Sun unless you're a. <laughs> uh, Spielberg completist Christian Bale aficionado or, so. <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for another week no, oh whoa whoa slow it down whoa, slow whoa, it down whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Beep, we gotta do some beep, randomizations beep. back it up yeah back it up <laughs> <laughs> let's just spin the wheel and see what we wind beep, up on beep beep <laughs> beep 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 that's what's supposed to happen big bucks no whims what are we going to do? All right. We've got our movie. What is it? 1980. Uh-huh. American Gigolo. American Gigolo. Richard Gere. Never seen it. In, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Directed by uh, Paul Schrader. 
I do know that it's one of my mother's favorite movies. Really? It's a favorite of hers, and that, that makes me leery. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, well, <laughs> well, well, scares well, me. I'll think of that while I'm watching it. Um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be paired up, of course, with our new movie for next week, The Suicide Squad. A Suicide Squad? No, The Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not okay. to be confused with Suicide Squad. Right. <laughs> no, the Suicide Squad, directed by... Um, James Gunn. St. Louis' own James Gunn. That's true. Slew Highgrad. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, we'll see you next week. We'll be back with a new show. Okay, goodbye, everybody.